Welcome to Outside the Huddle, featuring your host, Lemond Williams. This program is a great resource for players making career transitions, as well as a place to discuss this week's top sports stories. Now, here's your host, Lemond Williams. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemond Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas. On the last Wednesday, May 29th, the last Wednesday of the month of May, and Excited to be here tonight, and like always, I want to talk about current topics in the sports world. It's all season with the NFL, OTAs, organized team activities taking place across the country. Houston Texans, a team that I've been covering since, oh man, quite some time now. Uh, resume, well, they continue to have OTAs. With second, today was their second OTA, which was allowed to the media. And I have some clips that I want to play a little bit later, so I'll you. Uh, my super producer, A-Rod, up here just shortly. But uh, just kind of rolling into it. And also the NBA Finals that kicks off tomorrow night with the Toronto Ramp- Raptors versus the Oakland. Uh, man, I don't want to get to Oakland. Oh, uh, <laughs> Golden State, the Golden State Warriors. I was going to call them the Oakland Warriors. <laughs> the Golden State Warriors kicking off tomorrow night. Uh, the NBA Finals with the Toronto Raptors. So uh, I'll get into the NBA talk a little bit later in the show. But back to the NFL, the Houston Texans, the OTAs uh, kicked off today. It was continue throughout this week and this all season. But today was the second time that the media was able to attend and practice. And again, OTAs is a glorified practice with shirts and, I mean, jerseys, T-shirts, or Jersey shorts and helmets, and I typically when I go out, I look at the skilled players due to the fact that there is no physical contact with the players uh, between the D line O line. Uh, I mean, you have uh, when they go to team activities, you have guys going against each other, pass rushing and stuff like that. But it's you really don't get a feel for uh, certain plays or certain players without the physical contact of the shoulder pads and actually going full tilt. But it's the NFL. You want to make sure that you're watching guys and evaluating talent. Um, Houston Texans have a lot of talent that they drafted this year in the draft, and also they have a lot of veteran players I want to continue to watch throughout this season or as the season prepares and get ready coming up here. Well, less than 100 days. I saw something the other day when I was working out. We have less than 100 days before the first NFL game of the 2019 season. So I'm excited. I know A-Rod's excited for his Seattle Seahawks um, and their expectation. Their new, newly signed quarterback, Russell Wilson, his new contract deal. Uh, but the Texans, so back to the Texans, you have their starting quarterback at Deshaun Watson. Dual threat quarterback going into his third season. So far, uh, passing yards, he has over 4,100. Passing yards, 4,165 passing yards. Uh, then you have offensively, you have the Texans have their team leader rushing in Lamar Miller. Uh, had a subpar year last year, um, less than 1,000 yard rushing at 973. He's looking to improve. Last year, he actually lost some weight and got a little bit quicker. But for some reason throughout the season, uh, he scaled back parts production and didn't have the same year that he had prior to that. Receiving, you all know about DeAndre Hopkins, the all-pro wide receiver with 1,572 receiving yards last year. Defensively, the Texas leading tackle was not J.J. Watt. It was actually Zach Cunningham, the linebacker. He had over 107 uh, total tackles. So sticking with the offense, the Texans gave up a lot of sacks last year. There's no surprise with that. Uh, they improved throughout the season and actually improved through the draft, drafting their first-round draft pick out of Alabama State, uh, Titus Howard. Uh, he's their number one draft pick, number one first-round draft pick this season. And uh, so he has a lot to improve and a lot to make those adjustments into the NFL. Coming from a smaller conference, the SWAC conference, uh, historical black university in Alabama State, and having that leap and jumping into the NFL, the AFC South division, and being the first-round draft pick of the 2019 season for the Houston Texans brings a lot of expectations, and he knows right away that he's going to be a starter uh, pending health and, and staying healthy in game one. So 
A lot of pressure has been mounted on the young man, Titus Howard. He addressed the media uh, after practice, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and get A-Rod to play that clip of Titus Howard, the Houston Texans' first-round draft pick of the 2019 draft. Uh, I felt pretty good to go out there and you know, compete with some of the older guys. Uh, just being behind them, sometimes just learning, just watching them, just you know, get like a feel for you know how this thing goes. And I'm just you know, glad to go out there and get ready to stay with my teammates. What are you finding out about yourself here? What do you see about yourself right now? Uh, finding out that the game's a lot faster than the NFL than college. Uh, so it's, it's just letting me know that I have you know, still a lot of work to do and uh, just focusing on getting better you say. You had a lot of transition in your high school, college, just playing different things and, and changing. How much does that help you adjusting to this situation, knowing that you've adjusted many times before in your life? Uh, it's just you know, a testimony of uh, the type of person I am. And uh, it just really just helped me with this process of being a Texan. Um, you know, in the NFL, you being off his line, you have to be versatile, play in the position. So uh, me doing that in college and high school would help me prepare myself for this day. Do, do you enter all this and OTs and training camp saying you want to start week one? Uh, I'm not uh, here to just say I'm going to start. My main focus is, you know, just getting better each and every day and, you know, being the best team that I can be to, you know, help this team out. Do you leave the field each day, rookie minicamp, leave this OTA, well, thinking, I can't wait to get back out here tomorrow, put, do more of these things, do more of these things, see how fast I can get going? Yeah, of course. Uh, to be here, uh, you got to be, you got to love it, you know. You can't be a great player without loving this game. So each and every day, you got to put your all in it. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to be drained, but it's a process. So you wake up the next day, it's a new day, and you go from there. Is that physical side of being drained, exhausted after these practices, something else you're learning and, and realizing and working with? Yes, sir, of course, because, uh, uh, I mean, being a football player, if you're not physically drained after a practice or after a game, you didn't give you all in it. So uh, me doing that each and every day let me know that, hey, uh, I'm giving my all, and still I got more to give. And, you know, I'm just looking at that and just learning out there every day. What's the biggest adjustment in your, your schedule or day-to-day life now versus when you're playing in college? Probably the biggest schedule, uh, schedule change to be, you know, in college, you had classes and stuff like that. So you had to manage classes and stuff like that. And um, uh, NFL, you know, you just focus straight on, like, knowing your playbook, uh, coming to your meetings. So you got to get it in in a short amount of period of time, and you got to be focused, like, all throughout the day. Did you have that? Have you had that moment yet where you, know, where you say to yourself, I don't I belong out here? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, that's my mindset since I've been here. It's saying, hey, I belong here. Uh, I'm here for a reason. I'm here to help this football team. Uh, so I'm here to like, be the best player I can be and, you know, help this team, you know, become a better team. Which veteran offensive lineman has taken you under their wing so far? Uh, to be honest, we'll be all of them. Uh, all my offensive linemen, you know, whenever I see someone doing wrong, they, they help me out with it. Uh, they coach me up. So I can't just, you know, particularly point out one. It'll be all of them. Uh, who's getting instrumental help to me since I've been here. Gotten used to this Texas heat yet? Uh, yeah, since the heat is really, it's real deal. It's kind of like <laughs> I'm from Alabama, so yeah. I'm used to the heat. It's, it's, it's a good heat up here. How many times you're here to protect Deshaun Watson? And Dad, much time you get to talk to him, get to know him? Yeah, I uh, met Deshaun. Deshaun's a, a great guy and a great leader for this team, and I'm just happy for the team to help him the block for him. What is the bigger challenge, the playbook or the uh, you can't really just distinguish one being more important or harder than the other because they're both are very instrumental of being a great player. So it's, it's really both of them, you know, both of them, you got to put the time to work in it to get better at both. How, how comfortable are you with the playbook so far? Do you feel like your head's spinning or like? Uh, for the most part, I feel like I'm picking it up pretty well. Uh, there's always room for improvement. Uh, so that each every day you gotta go back when you leave. Not only when you're here, when you, leave, you go back to your room, you gotta continue to you know put that extra work in. Cause the next day you got more coming on you, so you gotta learn a little bit faster, and you gotta be prepared. The next day you go out on the field and prepare at a high level. What is the challenge of playing multiple positions on the line? Uh, the challenge will be really just focusing, uh, playing multiple positions. You know, playing left side, right side. It really, you know, you got to change to look at it from different perspective at each position. So just really focusing on each area, play what you got to do, and execute, you know, and just 
one out there play a ball. Is there a bit of a bit of a whirlwind? It seems like they're moving you from one spot to the next to the next to the next all, all the time. Uh, it's it's pretty fun though. It's just like it's it gave me a chance to get out there on the field more. So uh, if they gotta move me to any position, I'm hey, I'm gonna go out there and do it because that's the way you know I can help my team down forward. Thanks. Again, that was Titus Howard, the Houston Texans' first-round draft pick of the 2019 draft, offensive tackle on Alabama State, uh, addressing the media after OTA practice, as you can tell. It's time for us to take our first break, and when I come back, I'm going to break down some of the comments that Titus Howard had towards the media, as well as talk about some other offensive weapons on the Houston Texans' 2019 squad. Next one outside the huddle with your host, Lamont Williams, on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Fullick. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath. Emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, the boys are tackling Habitat for Hunters and Wildlife Land Management. Jim and Trav will be joined by Old Man Winter, Terry Drury, co-host of Bo Madness and Drury's 13, plus David Morris with Tecamati Whitetail Nation, and Carly Julian from The Brigade on Outdoor Channel, Mondays, 8 p.m. Eastern. Jim and Trav's Habitat for Hunters discussion is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas. Uh, great first segment, kicking off the show. Broke down the uh, Texans OTAs, uh, organized team activities, which continue this week. Uh, allow for the media to attend today. Uh, you heard from their first-round draft pick of the 2019 draft, Titus Howard, the old tackle out of Alabama State. Uh, the Texans are looking to improve their offensive line play, giving up a uh, NFL high of 62 sacks last season. They want to protect, protect and continue to allow their – uh, dual threat quarterback and Deshaun Watson to be a mobile and be able to be flexible and athletic in the backfield throwing the football. So they drafted Titus Howard, the offensive tackle out of Alabama State. Very athletic, um, has a high window as far as potential. Um, played a lot of different positions, believe it or not. In college, uh, at one time he was a quarterback, tight end, but now he's the offensive tackle. Uh, so it was a great interview there, as you can hear him making the adjustments here in Houston uh, due to the heat, uh, learning the playbook, uh, learning from all offensive alignment as far as guys that he's looking up to to be able to help him learn the learning curve of, of being a good football player and eventually being a great football player for the Houston Texans. So 
Uh, I'm impressed with the young man thus far. Uh, he has a whole lot to learn. Uh, as things slow down for him going forward, I think he will be, that's where you'll see his talent shine at the offensive tackle position. Uh, continuing to put up some weight, uh, but, you know, stay flexible and stay mobile. Uh, 6'5", 325. He, he measured out at the combine. Um, I think he has a, a great potential, a great opportunity here with the Texans. The last time the Texans selected a high draft pick that offensive tackle was Dwayne Brown, who's now with the Seattle Seahawks, um, A-Rod's favorite team. So, um, so Dwayne Brown's moved on as offensive tackle with the Seattle Seahawks. And Titus Howard's now taking up that opportunity for the Houston Texans. So, um, as always, the head coach will address the media as well after the OTA practice, after players is uh, coming in and out of the locker room. And Bill O'Brien is the off- I mean, it's the not just the offensive coordinator, but he is the head coach uh, for the Houston Texans. So uh, I want to go ahead and play his clip as well, A-Rod. Uh, he had a chance to address the media after OA, uh, OTA uh, today. It's important for a lot of reasons. There's, there's a lot of different players that are in different categories. You, know, you have young players, you have veteran players, you have you know, players that are rehabbing. You have um, all different things going on. You have new, new people in your organization, you know, new coaches uh, getting used to things. So that, that's important to get them up to speed with, with the pace of practice, how we meet, how we practice. And then obviously out on the field in OTAs, this is really the first time that you can you know, go out on the field. It's not real football. There's no pads on, but it's the closest thing to real football relative to the spring. And it's all in preparation for training camp. And uh, the biggest thing is it's a passing camp. It's a teaching camp. You can't really run the ball. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll make some runs in there, but there's no pads on. So you don't want to do too much of that. And, and so you concentrate on the passing game on both sides of the ball and all your different uh, units and special teams. And, and, and the other thing that's really important is to come out of it healthy so that you, you can go into training camp uh, with a fully loaded healthy football team. That's really what, what, we're, what we're trying to accomplish. What kind of progress did you see from Deontay Foreman this offseason? Yeah. You know, what are you seeing from him out there? good progress. I think, I think he's had a very good offseason. He's, uh, he's worked very hard. Uh, you know, sometimes it takes time, you know, especially when you're injured your rookie year uh, with, with a significant injury. You know, you have uh, something you're dealing with, like he did with the Achilles. Uh, it takes a while to come back from that. Uh, young player getting used to pro football, and then you have that. So, you know, I think he's had a really good uh, time away from us when he wasn't with us, and, and that's parlayed into a good spring. And, you know, I just talk to Deontay every single day about being consistent. It's like I try to preach that to the team every day, uh, you know, stringing days together, being as consistent as you can. You know, what have you seen from Kiki so far? I mean, significant him being able to stay healthy. Yeah, Kiki's had a good spring. He's, uh, he's worked hard. He's a very hard-working guy. He's, uh, really improved you know it's, it's I really see what you know a lot of guys from their first year to their second year they take a big jump during this time of the year they're used to the schedule they're they're used to how we do things and now they can go out on the field and and really show us what they got and, and, and you know go out there and perform and he, he's a hard-working guy uh, you know I, I believe a very valuable member of our football team. See, so much of the program metal. Are there things, what are the things you're teaching Washington now that you've read before and then you in the past because of his experience? Uh, talk about Deshaun, I'm sorry. So, yeah, I, I would say that, you know, he's worked very hard this spring on, on he's, he's improved uh, a great deal just in his mastery of our offense, you know, how our offense operates, the communication of our offense. He's done an excellent job. He's a very bright guy. He works very hard. All he wants to do is what's best for the team. All he wants to do is win, help the team win. And I think the other the other area that he's improved, and you, you, you know, out on the field against our defense, you have to be ready for all the different defensive looks you're going to get. Uh, and he's done a good job of that, understanding the coverage better, understanding blitz schemes better, uh, really has good command of, of what's going on right now during this time of the year. So he's uh, he's really done a good job this spring. What are you seeing from Tyus Adams so far? He's a rookie. You know, these guys are young. I mean, they just they just got here. I know he's a very good kid. He works very hard. Uh, he's got good strength, good athleticism. He learns well. Uh, just getting acclimated to the speed of how we practice over the last two days. You know, that's that's for every rookie. That's a big jump. But 
Uh, I think he's a guy that, that if he continues to work the way he works, he'll get better every day. When you're evaluating the offensive lineman, what are you looking for at this time of year? Because obviously it's not 100% full contact, and also you've been there's a lot of mixing and matching going on with guys like differences. Yeah, you're looking for uh, basically the way they learn, their, their improvement of their technique, uh, working together, working different combinations together. Uh, you know, moving guys around, like you said, the versatility, the, the, the different skill sets that, that you have up there, guys that can play guard and tackle, guys that can play center and guard. I think you're you're doing a lot of that this year. As you said, you don't have pads on. The true test for any offensive or defensive lineman comes uh, during training camp when you put the pads on. But, um, you know, you're, you're looking for, for various things during the spring that you think can really help you uh, you, you know, get that thing streamlined so when you go into training camp, you have a good idea where you want to start. Again, that was Texans head coach Bill O'Brien addressing the media at uh, OTA practice, uh, addressing a lot of different things. Offensively, uh, he was talking about players coming into their second year. He was talking about the rookie Titus Howard that they just drafted out of Alabama State at the old tackle, showing that he's a rookie and he has a learning curve. Also, he talked about you know, just the overall thoughts of OTAs and what it brings to the table uh, as far as, you know, having shorts and helmet on and things like that. And guys working on their skills and getting better, getting acclimated to the heat uh, because it's definitely hot here in Texas right now. Uh, but it will get hotter as the summer approaches in July and August. And we have training camp back here. Well, the Texans have training camp back here in Houston and not in West Virginia. So, Really good content there, really good opportunity for you to get a feel for Bill O'Brien, um, a guy that's really trying to turn, continue to turn things around for the Houston Texans, especially defensively, and uh, make a push for the Super Bowl this season. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see some of the rookies uh, progress throughout this offseason. OTAs is their second-round draft pick, uh, 54 overall, Lonnie Johnson Jr. I've been impressed with what I've been seeing from the young man out of Kentucky. At cornerback position, the Texans lost a lot of key players in the secondary this offseason. Uh, Kareem Jackson lost him to Denver. Uh, Kevin Johnson, they released him. He was a first-round draft pick in 2015. Uh, Jonathan Joseph is the only leader back there left in that secondary. So you have uh, Lonnie Johnson Jr. You know, at 6'2", 213, tall, rangy. Uh, cornerback with some really good closing speed, very physical, can come off that outside edge and, and bring that pressure against on the backside against the cornerback, I mean, against the quarterback. And I just want to see how he's going to make that adjustment to the AFC division because you got teams like the Colts, you know Andrew Luck is going to air it out and throw the football. Uh, Jacksonville, now they have Nick Foles um, as their quarterback. You know, you know that they're going to come out and try to throw the ball around and make plays. Um, then, you know, you have in the AFC South, you have Tennessee, you know, Mariota. He's a guy that will attack the Texans secondary uh, as far as from his legs as well as throwing the football. So uh, with that, all that being said, um, you already know that the Texans is going to be attacked defensively, defensively, especially in the secondary. So Lonnie Johnson Jr., the rookie out of Kentucky, will start – probably right away, no doubt about that, the secondary position. Without Kareem Jackson back there, without the Honey Badger, um, he left and went over to Kansas City. And, uh, you don't expect a lot of the tall, rangy cornerback in Lonnie Johnson Jr. So uh, the Texans will look to improve offensively. They have their key players in place. And Deshaun Watson, uh, corner, at quarterback, then they have uh, Lamar Miller, running back, they have DeAndre Hopkins at the receiver position. They need to sure up the offensive line. Titus Howard needs to grow up real quick at the offensive tackle position. Defensively, they have J.J. Watt. They have Jadavion um, uh, Clowney. And, you know, they have a really good linebacker core led by Zach Cunningham, their leading tackler. So the secondaries really need to improve and really have a lot of expectations on their shoulders. Uh, with Jonathan Joseph back there as the sole leader going into his 13-14 season and a lot of young players back there. So it's going it's to take a toll on, on them as they work through the kinks. Uh, that's why you have, you know, mini camps after OTAs, then you have training camp, then you have preseason games. So about the time the first week of the 
week one, the Houston Texans should be ready overall as a team. All right, I hear the music playing, so that's my cue to let me know it's time for us to take another break. So we're going to break, and when we come back, we're going to switch gears and go from the NFL to the NBA, preview the NBA Finals. Hopefully my super producer, A-Rod, is available to talk about the matchup of the NBA Finals kicking off tomorrow night. Next on Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemar Williams, here in Houston, Texas. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune into All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Mondays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Variety channel now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop take voice america on the go and listen anywhere get our mobile app for iphone blackberry or android at the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market the internet's number one talk station number one talk station VoiceAmerica.com. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas. Man, the show is going by real quick. Going into our third segment of the show here tonight, Wednesday night, May 29th. And we're going to switch gears and go from the NFL and finish talking from the Texans and the OTAs to the NBA Finals kicking out tomorrow night between the Golden State Warriors and the Toronto Raptors. And I want to see, I want to get my thoughts on, I want to give my thoughts on this series, but before I give my personal thoughts, We'll bring in my super producer, A-Rod, and A-Rod. So much has been talked about this finals coming up. Uh, everyone's gone pretty much giving the Golden State Warriors the ticket to their uh, another NBA championship. But you have Toronto, new kid on the block, new opportunity behind Kawhi Leonard and, and company to be able to play in the NBA finals starting tomorrow night. So give me your little quick preview of, of both teams. Well, judging based off what I've seen so far, and it really hasn't been much, is that the Warriors are going to win. It's going to be a crazy sleep. <laughs> uh, Kawhi Leonard's going to, you know, he's going to be showing his talent. Of course, he's going to be doing his thing. And you know, the Raptors are just—they're just going to try. This is this is going to be like a quick little. Oh, they made it to the finals, and oh, now they're 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 just here. <laughs> I don't know. I, f- I feel like this is going to be a sleep, uh, regardless of whichever way you look at it. I, I don't see the Raptors coming out of it, but if they do. By all means, man, that they did it. That's crazy. Man, that is crazy. And the sad part is that everybody's predicting the sweep, but I don't think it's going to be a sweep. I at least believe it's going to be four games to one or Toronto's going to find it. Toronto's a tough team to play, um, you know, at home. They might not – they might get off to a good start because their first game is at home. So first couple games at home. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, Golden State, we know, struggle on the road. Without having Cousins until he plays yet, until I mean, he gets on the field on the court, never seen Cousins on the court, and you know 
Kevin Durant is still out. Gives Toronto at least hope maybe on uh, the opportunity to get up to a fast start. Uh, I want to see how this plays out. Um, everybody, everyone else going to be watching it Thursday night, uh, primetime TV. Uh, going about... I mean, to me, if, it, what, if it does stretch out well, and, it, and it does go, I think it's because it's going to be, you know, for the ratings. I think if they do go to game four, it's just going to be because of the ratings. <laughs> oh, okay. I got you. I got you. So you think it's going to be a little bit of uh, NBA magic in there to try to stretch it out so they can make it a few extra bucks? Maybe, because I feel like, you know, they already know that everyone's already going to expect the Warriors to win this. So, you know, it's just going to be one of those, like, we got to tweak this a little bit for the ratings, but not make it seem too noticeable that the that you know regular people would will, will, will notice it. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I get you. Look at you with your your, your conspiracy theory uh, thing going on. Hey, I'm just saying. I noticed it with a lot of games. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my next question is to you: Is that with that being said, uh, going to Toronto? What you think about their whole playoff push to the NBA Finals with Ka- Kawhi Leonard being the guy to get them over the top and really make a, a real dent and a presence in the NBA playoffs? Oh, you got to give him his respect. He, he definitely did that. He, he gave the Torontos, uh, you know, a, a refresh. Uh, you know, it, he, he brought he brought back the youth in him, and you know, it, with 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 everything he's done all aside, you know, that it was still a team effort. They they all did it for themselves and got to the finals and now look they're, they're finally here they've done it and they have an opportunity to go and get it done it's just you know you're going against <laughs> Steph Curry Clay Thompson Ke- or Draymond Green Kevin Durant if he's even in you know you're, you're going against the top shooters and you know <laughs> you could you could be the I don't know I feel like if anything it, it, it'll be it won't be too bad of a blowout but you know I, I you just you could just see it written on the wall you know yeah, it just feels like, um, you know, he was, it was obvious he's the key missing piece and his leadership and his, his demeanor, man. The fact that he's seen like he's poised at all time on and off the court is, is huge for the Toronto rappers and the inexperienced players. Uh, uh, you know, just going to see how it plays out in this first game at home. Speaking of home, the Raptors plays. Uh, their home games, and they have Celebrity and Drake that comes to their games, and he's just courtside. And I know you've probably seen the clips throughout the last couple of days of him massaging the coach's shoulders and, and all, you know, trolling and, and getting on to the players, uh, going to the sidelines. What's your thoughts on the the 2019 version of Drake, a.k.a. Spike Lee, on the sideline for the for the Raptors? You know that that's a super fan right there. You know Drake. Drake loves it, Toronto. <laughs> he loves his team. He loves to be there, showing his 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 respects. And you know, I, I, I'm surprised. You know, because there was a funny thing going around where they said Drake had like a a, a sports curse, where with every team that he wore, yeah. you know, they would lose. And you know, he's been he's been with the Toronto since day one. And now, like, look, they actually made it. So you know, the, the curse doesn't seem like it's fully there. I feel like it might be lifted, you know. Maybe they might get luck. Maybe Drake might be the, the change that they need or something like that. <laughs> but I feel like, yeah, you know, I, I, it, with him being there and all that, it, it brings a little bit more entertainment to the basketball game so that way you can kind of know, like, what super fans are doing and all that stuff. Yeah, it's definitely entertaining. I, and I see that he's their emotional leader. Because you got to think about it, right? Kawhi Leonard is not going to bring that energy, the same energy to the table. He's a different type of individual. So someone has to bring that energy. Somebody has to be the Draymond Green for the Toronto Raptors organization. And that's Drake. I mean, he's not playing actually in the games, but he's that emotional leader, that guy that's going to get the fans all pumped up and get everybody into the game, win or or lose. And I don't see a problem with it, but I can see how an opposing team can, can, can be ticked off or be agitated by his his antics on the sideline. Uh, I saw something today where they said that the NBA has been in talks with Drake and, and the Toronto Raptors about his, his uh, actions or things he was doing in the Eastern Conference Final. Now, does it mean that he's going to scale back? I think he might a little bit, but I really still believe that he's going to be cheering on the sideline and make sure that the fans are into the game and, and that he's uh, rooting behind or standing behind his team against a very tough Golden State Warriors. Uh, 
moving on to the Warriors, um, A-Rod, without Kevin Durant, maybe Cousins, he might play in game one, but we, just, uh, you know, we don't know yet, but with the Warriors, you know, they have so many offensive weapons. I mean, without Kevin Durant, yeah, they're starting to look like the old team of, of what we used to see with the Splash Brothers. Uh, who, who do you believe will get off to the, a better start in game one for the Warriors? Will it be Kristen Thompson, I mean, uh, Clay Thompson, or will it be um, uh, the other Splash Brother and, and, and Kerry, or maybe Draymond Green? Who do you think? You know, when it comes to them warming up, I, I've noticed that, you know, Curry likes to stay poised, and so does uh, all of them, you know. They, they like to be po- poised, and, you know, they're, they're humble, and they know uh, what they got to get done uh, during, during you know, the warm-ups and stuff. But I feel like once they get into the game, you know, St- uh, Curry, you know, he, he, he's always been, you know, a, a very, you know, um, competitive player, and I feel like, you know, he's not going to hide that during, during the finals, you know. I feel like with him, you know, uh, bringing the heat to everyone else, I feel like you know it's just gonna it's just gonna get everyone ready to go, and I feel like you know it's gonna be no sh- shenanigans. They might mess around here and there, just to see where they're at, you know, defensively uh, for the Raptors. But I feel like you know, uh, at the end of the day, they're they're still gonna try to get it done, uh, you know, as fast as they can and how how, how good as they can, and you know, um, I don't know, I, I it, it'll be hard to tell who who will fire up who because I feel like you know it, it's it's it seems that they've all they all get. At, on the same level uh, during the game time. Yeah, yeah. I just, man, ah, man, it's like a, you know, you had the double-edged sword or the two-headed monster, but dealing with Golden State, you never know who's going to, it might be a role player off the bench, man. Someone comes in and just start killing and dominating. Um, I don't really think Kevin's going to play this series. Um at this point, I mean, you get to game two or three, if he's not out there on the court, I mean, by that time, we have an understanding of um, of who's going to control the series. So I'll be surprised if, if if he plays, man. I mean, if Kevin Durant doesn't play in this series, do you think he's coming back to, to the NBA or doesn't play in the NBA Finals? Do you believe he's coming back to Golden State next year? You know, I, I feel like it, it would be a better option for him to be in a different team so that way he can be more of a fan, uh, a franchise sh- uh, player uh, versus where he's at now. I mean, we, we know that he's got he's got talent. We know he can play the game and everything. But, you know, being at the Warriors, you know, he seems very, like, underneath, swept underneath as much, and he's not one of the, the franchise players to him as, as opposed to, like, Stephen Curry or Draymond Green or Clay Thompson. You know, they, they put them on the banners, everything, and, you know, I, I feel like for him it would be it would be good. You know, he 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 did it, he did what he needed to do. He got his he got some rings, and you know I feel like it, it would be a better option. And he might even find maybe you know a better sign on bonus or better pay uh, at another team. But you know, it, it's really on him. I feel like it would be a smart move to, to go somewhere else. But you know, if you want to st- keep going with the championship and keep the dynasty going, you, you stay with the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm definitely with you on that. Uh, but I, I don't think he's coming back. I think it's a wrap. Um, he's going, he could have leveraged and got more money. But at this point, I think he made enough damage throughout the season. People know what they're getting. He's in his prime. I don't see him coming back to Golden State. I mean, he's a two-time NBA champion. I want to say, I know one year he won the MVP trophy. So at this point, he got his rings. And uh, got his championships, got his trophy. So I, I figured now he wants his money. So we'll see how it plays out, and um, we'll go from there. We're talking about the NBA Finals, but I think I hear the music playing. So it's time for us to take our last break before we wrap up the show. So, hey, Rob, we're going to break. When we come back, we'll, we'll bounce around and get your thoughts on Seattle, Seahawks, your team, and uh, we'll find something else to talk about. Next one, Outside the Huddle, with your host, Lee Mott Williams, on the Voice of America Sports Variety Channel. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you? It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel have you had a chance to check out voice america's online magazine and blog if you love our hosts and shows check out articles that give an even deeper perspective plus topics about health and fitness movie reviews philosophy business tips and tactics spirituality positive thought current events and even more about your favorite hosts it's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com that's blog.voiceamerica.com the voice america press blog all access all the time You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas. As we prepare for the last segment of the show, talked about the NBA Finals last segment. And this segment, we're kind of going to bounce around a little bit. Uh, I want to finish up some NBA talk before we move on to talk some more NFL. And uh, A-Rod, Houston Texans general manager, Durham Morey, released a statement saying everybody's on the chopping block for being traded outside of James Harden. So with that being said, what do you think that the Daryl Morey comment or press release is a knee-jerk reaction that he's been emotional, or do you feel like he needs to shake things up and start over and get a fresh start and surround uh, James Harden with some good players? And do the things that he needs to do and get done. And I feel like, you know, uh, the Rockets, if whatever he, he does decide to go, I, I think it would be nice. Uh, it would be great for them to put a different, you know, uh, a different player uh, I was hearing things about you know LeBron James going over to the uh, the Rockets and stuff like and him going to the Lakers just because you know uh, LeBron's with the younger demographic where James Harden plays more younger. At the end of the day, I know I, I feel like it'll just be whatever they want to do for you know for their, their side and if they want to be a franchise player somewhere else. Yeah, I got you. I just don't. I don't know, man. This this is a tough thing, right? So you have a team in the Rockets that. Two years in a row, made it deep in the playoffs. Last year, they didn't go. They they made it to the conference finals. They stated that they could have won. They felt like they could have made it to the finals if Chris Paul went and pulled his hamstring and went down. This year, they had Chris Paul, healthy Chris Paul, and they still could make it to the the Western Conference Finals because they couldn't ever beat the Golden State Warriors. So, only way I can see this thing working for the Rockets is. The Golden State Warriors dissolve as a team, as their superpower team that they have this year. And next year, it's just the Splash Brothers because um, it's just tough, man. It's it's tough to stay consistent. It's tough to win each and every year, especially on that high level in the NBA. And I always felt like the Rockets was a regular season champion. Like, they look good in the regular season, night in and night out. James Harden, everybody puts up big numbers, but when it really matters, they're not a team that's threatening that's threatening anybody. You know, they're not a team that's really gonna take it the distance. And 
I think a lot of that time, I feel like a lot of that is based on productivity of how they get their points. Three point, live and die by the three point line and, and soft defense and stuff like that. So, man, I mean, without a strong point guard, who they, then without Chris Paul, who are they going to have, who are they going to bring in and replace that productivity? You know? Yeah, so it's, it's just it's tough. You know, it, it's hard for them to find another franchise player, and you know, I feel like they they just got to stay where they're at, and they just need to get James Harden around. You know, other players that actually step up and actually be more beneficial to the team, and you know, with Chris Paul and all them, and and maybe they they might get get the chance, but it's really just the threat of the Warriors is really what you know is is over is like the big shadow over the NBA. You know, you, you got if you can't beat the Warriors, you you can't beat any other team. It feels like. Yeah, half of the time it's, you, I mean, it's the gift and the curse of having a guy like James Harden, right? Because he has a unique talent and skill set. So who's going to come in and play alongside him and still allow James to be James and have that same productivity, but also be productive for themselves? There's only a select few players that can do that. They can come in and play with him. And be allow him to be productive, but also they bring their skill set. Because James is going to get his shots in, he's going to get his offensive buckets. So a lot of times, guys shy away from them because they don't want their their numbers to drop. You know, yeah. unless you get a young rookie, or but then again, if you bring in some young players, then they're not going to have the experience to be able to make that push late in the playoffs. Yep, I feel you on that. I truly believe that I truly believe that window of opportunity is closed on the Rockets, and that's why Doug Moore is throwing it out there. But but who are you gonna bring to the table? It, it is I mean, tough. You know? I mean, if they made the change a year before this year happened, I'm pretty sure they they could have made a, a, a better standing, and maybe it would have been the Rockets in the, in the finals. But you know, I, I mm-hmm. feel like you know they're they're reaching that limit of of you know it, time's running out. They got to make a change somewhere, and you know hopefully it's beneficial to their end to make sure that they can be, you know, uh, NBA final champions. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That, that plays out there. Another situation, um, jumping from the NBA to the NFL, your team that you love to hate the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Now, is it just me or Ezekiel Elliott just doesn't understand the magnitude or position that he's in? I don't know if you saw that TMZ video of him getting into an altercation with a security officer or usher or somebody at a, a festival in L.A., I mean, LA, Las Vegas, and he kind of shoved him a little bit with his shoulder, but it really wasn't. It didn't look as bad as it, you assumed it to be, but neither, you know, the fact of the matter is that he got himself in some more hot water situation where his temperature, I mean, his, his temper got the best of them. I mean, I know you're not a big Dallas Cowboys fan, but if you're if you're from the outside looking in, A-Rod, right now, it just seems like Ezekiel Elliott cannot figure out how to handle his trying to how to handle himself in the all season. No, not at all. I I I feel like it's the the young college part of him that's still taking over. Where you know he still wants to go out and do the things and be the part, do the partying and all that stuff, but he can't because you know. He, he he's definitely a big role model in the NFL and for the Dallas Cowboys, and you know he's he, it's careful being where you're at. You know you you can't be too wild, but you, you but you can be wild. You know you you got certain certain limitations of you, of what you can do and what you can't do, and you know and some players just take advantage of of what they feel that they can get away with, and you know it's it's not about that. You know I I feel like you you got to you got to know like when to have respect for yourself and the respect that you you're showing for like the team and you know. You're you're pretty much like the the front of the line. You know you're out there in the front. You know people who interact with you n- feel like that you're like the the face of of the Cowboys. And you know like they meet Ezekiel Elliott where he's doing something crazy. You know they feel like you know maybe this isn't the Cowboys or stuff like that. But you know you just you got to be a role a role player and, and know when you are a role player and you know be that role player. <laughs> yeah, it just seems like. It was so much on the line, right? Like he's coming up on a new contract deal out of his rookie contract, and you would think a guy like here's one thing, like a guy like on his stature, I mean, at his status, you would think he will hire a private security guy with him or someone 
that can hold him accountable if he gets into if he gets too intoxicated or he gets to the point where he feels like he's going to harm himself. Someone's going to step in and say, "Look here, dude, chill out." You know what I mean? Or I get it. I've been there, done that. Not to the point where I get into altercation with someone, but I've been there where you know the drinks get the best of you and. You know, and you think you're going to say something, it can go one way or the other. And, and you being in Phoenix, you know how it goes. You've seen how guys act up there in Scottsdale and, and people from Arizona State, and they be partying up in that area, so in Tempe, Arizona. So you understand the magnitude of being young and, like you said, the college environment. But the dude is a star running back for the Dallas Cowboys. Like, you have to understand, like, one false move or one wrong move it's all on TMZ. Everybody has a camera phone now. Everyone has a phone that can either capture video or audio. So if you know that, once you be on your best behavior to the point where it's like, look, all right, dude, you know what I'm saying? If you feel like the situation is escalating to the point where you feel, you feel like you physically got to harm somebody, then you just got to walk away, man. You just got to, or have somebody in place that say, look, we're going to, we're going to walk well. I'm a security guy. A security guy would have went over there and done his job. Then it would have been a big deal. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you know, people don't think about that because, you know, they, they don't really, they, they think that the people they're with are, you know, you, you, you can pay attention to the people you're with, but the other people that are there still that aren't associated with you, you know, they'll be quick to, to pull out the phone and get it everywhere. And, you know, social media nowadays, you can get one thing, uh, you know, spread very very fast like really fast to the point to where you know you're you're making the front page of instagram you know or something like that facebook or you end up on tmz and they're reporting about it and you know thing, things get around way faster than they've ever been before and you know you, you got to understand that you know if you act out someone is probably having a camera on you and you know it's probably not a bad it, it's probably a bad idea to be doing all that but you know people don't think about that and, and this is what hurt. Well, this is where we find like the, these things that end up in the news and stuff like what we're talking about now. Yeah, my thing is this: I, I, if I was that guy, or if I was Ezekiel Elliott, I probably feel like it's a setup. Like, like you just got to be careful. Like, oh, okay, he's trying to he's trying to provoke me and get me all hyped up. So, oh yeah, uh, yeah. people are gonna do that. on camera. They know that they know that you got money, and they feel like you know if they can get you to act crazy and all that stuff and make you react, they could sue you to get the money. And there you go. <laughs> what was it all for? Nothing. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, it, I, I feel yeah, man. it's a crazy world we live in now, and you know, being 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 uh, in the sports, uh, you know, you you being of any stature, you got you got to watch yourself, and you know how you act and those you have around you. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. All right, man. There it is. I was going to ask you how long we have before we wrap up the show, and there's the music. So it's time for us to wrap up the show. I appreciate everyone listening to the show outside the huddle tonight. Until we meet next week, next Wednesday, you guys be safe out there. Thanks for joining Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams. We're back next week for another live show, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Check back with us on the Voice America Sports Channel.